All right, let's have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. And of course, we're going to talk about Site C. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. And I think we should pause on a busy day to acknowledge a proud moment in British Columbia history. Is this you, sarcasm? You, me, <laughs> and the listener are now part owners of the most expensive hydroelectric project in Canadian history. Site C swept by the previous title holder, Muskrat Falls in Newfoundland, by several billion dollars on Friday, and we're far from done on this story. So there you go. Uh, oh, pro- great. British Columbians always want to be first. Well, <laughs> on this one, we've got the title, hands uh, down, most expensive hydroelectric project in Canadian history. Oh, boy. So surprising nobody on Friday, we heard the Premier and Bruce Ralston, the energy minister, saying, yeah, they're all in. They're, they're not going to waste the money that has already been spent, but they're going to spend a whole lot more to get this thing done. They are, and even by the standards of Site C briefings, and I've been to a lot of them over the years because this has been going on for a while, Friday's was inadequate. We tried to find out this new number is $16 billion. That's $5.3 billion more than the last time John Horgan gave us an estimate. So where did this number come from? We were told almost nothing about where it comes from. We were told half of it is COVID-19 plus the cost of the fix. Well, COVID-19, maybe half a billion dollars because of a one-year delay. That's a hydro number. That's how much it costs if the project is delayed for a year. So I'm guessing, because they told us nothing, that the fix is a couple of billion dollars. The more interesting question is, where does the rest of it come from? That's still two and a half billion dollars not accounted for. Uh, We were told, oh, go have a look at some of the old BC Hydro reports on Site C. You'll find some clues in there. Look, a full cost accounting of where the overrun comes from is the very least that (laughs) we proud owners of this project should expect. We were told next to nothing on Friday. So we're still guessing. I would say at this point, Simi, the budget is a guess. And the best clue to that is John Horgan was asked Friday, do you stand by these numbers? And he said, this is a quote, maybe for the year. I am confident that the numbers that we put forward today are certain for today. So just for, just for Friday. So a good little sundown. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold me to them beyond that. This is really, this is embarrassing even by Site C standards. Okay, so what did they change at BC Hydro, though? Because you, you had to think, heads have to roll for how wrong the expectations yeah. and estimations have been on this thing. Yes, you're right. So the other thing we learned on Friday, and we did learn quite a bit about this. This, this guy uh, they sent in, Peter Milburn, actually got to the bottom of what happened, I think, in some detail. So when Horgan agreed to continue the project, he promised rigorous independent oversight of the project so there wouldn't be any more problems, which was a good move on his part, but failed in execution. The oversight board that John Horgan appointed, half the members were BC Hydro executives and board members. In fact, the the board, the oversight board was chaired by the chair of BC Hydro for a while. So the independent members of that board found it somewhat difficult to get to the bottom of what was going on with Site C because every question they asked, they thought, no, no, everything's fine, everything's fine. Meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, what we discovered on uh, Friday is that this technical, geotechnical problem was identified in August 2018. Now, the listener may go, ah, first I heard of it was two years later. That's yeah. correct. The first that the oversight board was told the extent of the problem was 18 months after Hydro identified the problem. So Hydro kept its own oversight board in the dark and didn't tell them, tried to fix the problem, couldn't. The budget kept going up. I mean, the, the cover-up here um, from an institutional oversight that John Horgan himself established with a built-in conflict because if you've got hydro executives and board members on the oversight board, there's an inherent problem. Oh, yeah doing oversight. I mean, Horgan tries very, very hard to put the blame off on Christy Clark. She deserves the blame. She said she let this thing go ahead. Yes. Okay. But, you know, John Horgan decided to continue it in 2017 and said, it ain't going to happen again because I'm putting independent oversight in place. And he, his oversight failed. And here we are today, still guessing what it is going to take to fix this problem and get it done. Still, what, five years to go before Site C starts delivering electricity? Right, that was the other thing, right? It's going to take now longer to finish yeah. it. Yeah, it's going to take longer to fix it. And here's another bit of guff we got on Friday. They say, oh, it's, you know, it's half built. Not by budget standards. They've only spent six of the $16 billion. You know, Mr. Ralston, I'm sure, has a pocket calculator if he takes it out in dollar terms, using the government's numbers, we're, what, less than half, 38% done. So this thing still has a long way to go. And if you read those technical reports we got on Friday, the engineers are saying, yeah, well, this probably will work and everything. But they're engineers. They're saying, you know, it's very difficult to know what's down there under a hydroelectric dam until we start building that part of it. So we're not at the end of the overruns on this, I don't think. So there's a new executive chair, right? Yes. So there is a change at Hydro. Right. So John Horgan, when he took over as premier, one of the first things he did was he got rid of the two most obvious BC Liberal appointees on the BC Hydro board. They resigned and he replaced the Liberals' CEO of BC Hydro, Jessica McDonald. She's out. And Horgan installed his guy. Ken Peterson, who became executive chair of BC Hydro. Well, Ken Peterson is now out, with thanks from John Horgan for doing such a great job. Uh, those are the Premier's words. And we have a new chair of the board, uh, Doug Allen. That name, if you go through the files, you'll find he is yeah. a Mr. Fix-It. He's been sent in to fix ICBC and TransLink and, uh, mm, let me try to think, I can't even think of the other crown, but anyway, he's done those a lot of Those are pretty big, though. Like, those are, he's already been sent in to fix ICBC and TransLink. Yeah, he, Alan's a good guy, but he has never faced a challenge like this. This isn't just one person at BC Hydro. This is the history of an institution in this province that goes back to the 1960s and is inherently dedicated to building hydroelectric dams, overly confident of its ability to do stuff, and incredibly secretive, even in dealing with its own governments. That's hydro, that's the culture, and Doug Allen has got his work cut out for him.
So you're saying no matter what, like no matter which government or party is in power, it's the same story. Yeah, I think that's true. And John Horgan knew or should have known that because he was in opposition, the NDP's energy critic, and he knew the history of BC Hydro as well as anyone. What is incredible when you look over this is how trusting he was that simply by replacing one person at the top, he would get a different BC Hydro. He didn't. And uh, that's why he wears this. Yes, Christy Clark deserves the blame for starting it. John Horgan has screwed it up. That's his $16 billion. And as I said, uh, Simi, it's not over yet. No, Uh, unfortunately, it's our $16 billion. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) Right? We're going to talk to Bruce Ralston about all this coming up. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye, Simi. 